0: Central Pennsylvania Voices. I'm your host, Jonah Bostynski, and today I'm joined by Frank Natola. He's a volunteer here at Holy Family Radio. He's been with us for the last couple of months, and we finally got him on Central Pennsylvania Voices. So, Frank, welcome aboard. Thank you. I'm really glad to have you here on the on the show with me. You've been working behind the scenes. Uh, you've been doing some voiceovers for us and some uh, producing behind the scenes. So, I want to thank you first of all for. Uh, Making that call and being that volunteer. You know, we're always asking for volunteers here at Holy Family Radio. And we usually don't get any. So um, when you made that call several months ago to me and said, "Hey, I want to volunteer. How can I help?" I was like, "Yay!" I was really, I was really glad to hear that voice.
1: Well, I'm actually a returning volunteer.
0: Oh, that's right. I remember. Uh, yeah, the, several years ago you were a volunteer before I came on board as station manager. Correct. Correct. I always forget that. So anyway, uh, it's it's good, great, great to have you here. Can you tell us maybe? I think our listeners want to know a little bit a uh, little bit about who you are, where you came from, what what your background is a little bit.
1: I'm I'm actually from Harrisburg. Um, I got involved with Holy Family Radio. Back in uh, 2013, when uh, I had some uh, working uh, delays. I was getting laid off. Uh, okay. and with uh, some time. What you're I saying. had time. <laughs> and um, the Lord just told me to come and volunteer while I was uh, searching for uh, jobs. And mm-hmm. then a job popped up, and I was able to uh, get back up on my feet and go from there. The Lord does uh, work in mysterious ways.
0: Yeah, and that was good for you, but the problem was then you didn't have time to continue volunteering at Holy Family Radio, right? <laughs> so, but we're glad to have you back. I remember uh, you reaching out to me, and I was like, yes, 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 great. That's just fantastic. Um,
1: but on a professional uh, aspect, I, uh, I'm a quality assurance technician for one of the major uh, subcontractors for PennDOT.
0: Mm-hmm. Excellent. That keeps you busy, though, right? Yes, I know it we've, does. We've been trying to schedule this recording time for several months, and I know that between your schedule and our schedule here, uh, it's been a hard time trying to get time for us to, to work together, to get, to get a time to spend time with us. So I appreciate making time with uh, on your schedule to be with us today. Um, tell us a little bit. Uh, I know that I, I, it was so great when you contacted me, and we had a, a very a great conversation the very first time we spoke. My question to you is: uh, You really sound like a motivated person. You know, you've got you, you've you've done a variety of, of things throughout your life. You were telling me what motivates you? My family. Mm-hmm. Your family?
1: My family. My dogs. Mm-hmm. And
0: you told me that you are a uh, you're a cradle Catholic like me. Is that correct?
1: Correct. Correct. I go to uh, Holy Name of Jesus out on uh, Route 22 in Harrisburg.
0: Mm-hmm. Excellent. G- great church. Great church. Um, we have. Uh, uh, well, my other question would be, like, how did how did you get started? And maybe that's a—I uh, I ask that to different people, and I get all kinds of—different you know, kinds of questions. So how did you get started?
1: With Holy Family yeah, Radio? Yeah. Like I said, uh, back in 2013, I ended up getting laid off. Mm-hmm. And uh, the Lord—I w- was listening to the radio, and I was listening to—going through the channels, and mm-hmm. 720 popped up. And I was like, Interesting. interesting.
0: Did did you just happen upon Holy Family Radio? Had you heard about it, or did just you just ran across us on the dial?
1: I just ran across it on the
0: dial. Well, that's interesting. Yeah, a lot of people don't know that we exist, so that's why we're we're really trying to reach out to the parishes and try to let people know, hey, we do exist. Because uh, you know, I've been the stage manager here for. over two years now, and it's amazing to me how I talk to people and they say, "You know, what do you do?" And I say, "Well, you know, I'm, I'm a retired music educator, and now I work at a Catholic radio station." And they say, "Catholic radio station? Where?" And we're all right here in the Harrisburg area, and it's it's a big surprise for them. So many of the people in the parishes, no matter where we go, are really surprised at the fact that we have a Catholic radio station and we're an EWTN uh, affiliate. So it's it's fascinating to me how uh, we make announcements. We we have many of our Church bulletins have a little ad in the back that says uh, AM 720, WHYF. And people still don't know that we exist. And the people that do know that we exist think that we're owned by the diocese, which we are not, or they think we're owned by EWTN, which we are not. We're an affiliate of theirs, and we don't get anything from them except the signal. So right. it's, it's, it's nice that they do that, but we don't get any, any funding or anything, any equipment or anything like that. So our station is completely listener-supported, Uh, And we have a couple of businesses that uh, regularly support us. But generally speaking, it's listeners that support the radio station and keep us on the air. And it's not cheap to do it. So uh, we only have, um, as far as employee goes, we have me and Russ Fry is our community relations coordinator, and he's a part-time person. Uh, Between the two of us, we coordinate our volunteers like you who come in and help us and keep us on the air. So... Uh, this time of the year, we're right now we're planning our uh, spring dinner. That I just had a meeting yesterday regarding our spring uh, fundraising dinner, and so we're working on that, and we're working on so many things behind the scenes, and you know, with pe- people like you. So, again, thanks for all the work that you do behind the scenes to keep us to keep us on the air and make us sound as good as we possibly can. Uh, for us, it's it's hard to, uh, for us to compete with other commercial radio stations, but we're doing our best. So, and it's because of people like you. So, um, you say that your family uh, motivates you. Is is your are your parents still uh, with us? Yes, that's good. So you you have that relationship with your parents, right? You know, as we were talking off air, you were telling me that you know, we were telling you uh, about your mom. So, excellent, excellent. Um, the other thing I wanted to ask you is, um, we're all faced with major decisions in our life that's uh, resulted in choosing you know us to make a right or a left turn. Have you had any of those types of situations in your life?
1: Yes, I have. Um, and I I look up to the Lord to provide me the uh, guidance and uh, on which path He wants me to take. Uh, a good example is uh, whenever I have uh, job interviews, and I'm not really sure the job is going to be suited to uh, my expectations or my needs, and... I end up writing pros and cons of the the job after the interview, and then I just uh, pray on it, and mm-hmm. the Lord uh, guides me on what route ra- route to, get to take.
0: Mm-hmm. And what is it that you do, do now? What exactly do you do for your for your job? You were telling me what the title is. what, what, what is that? <laughs> Quality <laughs> I'm not a technical person.
1: <laughs> Quality assurance uh, technician is basically uh, we make we make stone and blacktop and concrete uh, at New Enterprise Stone and Lime. And uh, PennDOT has certain specifications that the material has to meet to be able to be used to be on their jobs. Mm -hmm. And what a quality assurance technician does is we design the the material. So we make sure that, first of all, all the aggregate or stone meets the requirements of PennDOT. Mm -hmm. And then we take that stone and we add oil to it to make the blacktop. Mm -hmm. That meets certain specifications for PennDOT. And then the same thing with uh, concrete. We add the stone, mm-hmm. and we add additives to create the concrete. Mm-hmm. So it has
0: to meet the state requirements, and mm-hmm. that's your job to make sure that it's meeting those
1: state requirements. Correct.
0: I see. And then, then your company does your company then sell that to companies that put it on the roads, or how does how does it get on how does it get on our roads?
1: The um, PennDOT sends out bids mm-hmm. for contracts. And then the company that I work for, uh, New Enterprise, they end up bidding on the contract along with other uh, companies. Mm-hmm. And then whoever has the lowest bid or whichever bid PennDOT accepts, mm-hmm. then they get the job. The nice thing about New Enterprise is they have a paving crew, a concrete crew, and a um, blacktop plant, concrete plant, and a quarry. Mm-hmm.
0: So it's all of your that company's business... With the state, or do they also sell to other installers like?
1: They they companies. also uh, sell to uh, mom and pop companies.
0: Mm, I but I bet the state is the big the big enchilada, right? Correct, <laughs> correct. Yeah, I know when you get the state contract, that's always like a time to celebrate, right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, that's fascinating. Yeah, so so the company that you work with is the company that makes sure that we have these nice smooth roads that we have. We we. We do have. Everybody's complain. Many people complain about the roads we have in Pennsylvania, but we have so many. I mean, I was reading a statistic that said that Pennsylvania has way more roads than many other states. Just, I guess, it's partly the way our road, our state is divided between the east, the Philadelphia side, and the Pittsburgh side. We just have a lot of roads in Pennsylvania. So, you know, it, I know it costs a lot of money to keep them maintained and everything. But we do have a lot of great roads in Pennsylvania. I mean, there's some, you know, there's some that are bad, but and in the spring we get the potholes and everything, and that's because of our weather. But we do have a lot of great roads in Pennsylvania. Would you agree? C-
1: correct. And the the biggest thing is, and probably not a lot of people understand, is certain roads are maintained by the townships mm-hmm. and the counties, and then you have the major roads, which is uh, PennDOT's responsibility. The state, right? Correct. And I
0: know that the Pen- the Pennsylvania Turnpike is completely separate, also. Correct. correct. Right. I know that they, they take our money, and they the Turnpike Commission uh, always raises the those Turnpike fees all the time. I remember when I was commuting uh, from Elizabethtown up to when I was teaching at Trinity, how cheap it was to be on the, to go on the Turnpike, and then it inched its way up, and now every year we have that 5% increase. So, But I think they're talking about lowering that to 3% in the next couple of years, so that'll be good. But it, I understand they use that money not just for the Turnpike, but also for other state road projects, too, I think. Is that correct? you know?
1: The turnpike, the money goes strictly for the turnpike. Oh, is that
0: just, for the, just for the turnpike?
1: It's strictly for the turnpike. For example, um, within the next five years, um, the turnpike is planning on uh, redoing the, uh, the roads that go through the mountains.
0: Oh, yeah. yeah. To,
1: towards uh, Pitt, uh, towards Pittsburgh.
0: Pittsburgh. Yeah, yeah. Wow. I know that's going to be expensive. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's really good. I know between here uh and out there, it seems like they're always making more lanes. There's there's a lot of sections that are now six lanes instead of four lanes
1: out mm-hmm. to Pittsburgh. That is correct, because what what happens is you have states like Ohio, which is a six lane, mm-hmm. and then you drop it down to, to four, four yeah. lanes.
0: Yeah, I, I hope they do that soon between Harrisburg and Philadelphia because my son lives in, and his wife lives in Philadelphia, and their sections, most of that I think is four lanes going down to Philadelphia, and I hope they start widening that also.
1: Well, it all depends upon how much uh, right away way they have mm-hmm. on either side, and yeah. that's what uh, determines how how mm-hmm. wide they can make the lanes.
0: Yeah, I know it's great going out to Pittsburgh now with those six lanes. It's, it's real, but of course, those tunnels are only two. I mean, right. Each lane, it's, you know, four total. Each one of those lanes are up, those tunnels are only two lanes, so I know that that's that's becoming a bottleneck on each side of those of those tunnels because of that.
1: It's re- it's really yeah. going to be a bottleneck when they end up having to close close one side, close one side, or yeah. close half of one side. Mm-hmm. Uh, well,
0: yeah. Well, listen, I think we're gonna we're gonna probably need to take a break soon. So we, we we really got onto the topic of roads here, but I know it's a fascinating subject for me because I spend a lot of time on the road with um, with you know my one son and his family in Philadelphia, and my other son and his his wife in Baltimore. So I do a lot of driving on the roads that you're talking about. So uh, I think we're going to take this time to just uh, take a little break, and we'll come back after these messages. We're talking with Frank Matola. He's one of our volunteers here at Home Family Radio. Thank you for listening. We'll be right back. Our second segment of Central Pennsylvania Voices. I'm your host, Joe Nabostinsky, and again, I'm joined by Frank Matola. He's one of our volunteers here at Holy Family Radio. And you know, Frank, we were remiss in the beginning. We did not mention that you're also a Knight of Columbus, correct? Correct. I know that you're uh, you're one of the one of the knights here that uh, helps keep Holy Family Radio going. And the Knights of Columbus has been uh, an integral part of Holy Family Radio's success throughout the last uh, 12 years. Now we have been on the air. Uh, so you're a you're a Third-degree night in uh, Council uh, 14081 at Holy Name of Jesus, correct? Correct. And you're also a fourth-degree member at uh, 3167, uh, the fourth-degree up there. So, wow, I I forgot to mention that. I'm sorry. You do other volunteer work, too. Why don't you tell us about that?
1: Yeah, I'm a volunteer firefighter, uh, EMR, emergency medical uh, responder uh, for both uh, Linguistown fire department as well as uh, united hook and ladder down in uh, new oxford
0: that must be exciting work to do yes it is wow you must see all kinds of different things in that kind of volunteer work how how often do you go on a call how often do you go when i
1: was working down in gettysburg i was down there quite often Mm -hmm. um now that i'm back up in harrisburg working in harrisburg i try to go down during the weekends Mm -hmm. you must see
0: a lot of horrific things along the way right yes i do well how does that affect you emotionally
1: I just look at it. I take the Lord. I let the Lord guide me Mm -hmm. and uh, help me. He helps me put the words together to tell the victims, "Hey, it's going to be all right."
0: Mm -hmm. So, your faith is an important part of that. You think? Yes, it is. So, without your faith, it would probably be harder to do.
1: Correct? Correct. Wow. A lot of people. uh, A lot of people get affected from scenarios like that. um, Both fire, EMS. Law enforcement and especially the military with uh, PTSD. Mm-hmm. So you think your
0: faith is help your your faith grounds you a little bit to be able to do the kind of work that you volunteer to do. Correct. Wow, that's wow, another reason to have a faith, right?
1: Most definitely. <laughs>
0: wow, that's that's amazing. So, how long have you done that?
1: Since uh, two thousand five. So long, a long, a time. a long time.
0: What what made you get into that?
1: Um. I was just trying to find something to be a part of
0: mm-hmm. um, well, it certainly gives back to our community that's for that's for darn sure right yes, wow and that's one of those things that we the average person doesn't think about until we need them. I know a few months ago uh, we had to call the ambulance to take my wife to the hospital. we never we never think about our ambulance service you know until we need it correct and, and and you know what you do is also one of those one of those things we never think about. Those people until they show up, and you know we're thankful that people like you are there. But often no one just gets, gets any recognition for that kind of the kind of work that you do. So particularly volunteer people the, that are not professionals. You know, what I mean you're a volunteer, so many times uh, people who are thanked are the professionals. So uh, let me just say thank you for being a volunteer in that area. Okay, thank you. Um, tell us a little bit about your uh, your faith
1: journey. Like I said before, I was more a Catholic. At, uh, and then we found a uh, holy name of Jesus out on uh, Route 22. Mm-hmm.
0: That's a beautiful church out there. I mean, I just love I love going to that church. And I think it's the is that the biggest church in our diocese. One of them. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's it, it is a huge church. So you've been Catholic all your life. Did you ever? I know a lot of people uh, when they get to those uh, teenage years and early twenties, they kind of lose their faith. They kind of go away from the church. And then they end up coming back later on. Did you experience that, or were you with the church the whole way? Some people do, some people don't.
1: It was actually stronger. Really? During those years. Why is that, do you think? Um, I ended up going to a lot of the uh, youth groups. Mm -hmm. And the youth groups kept me on the straight and narrow.
0: No kidding. Did you go to public school or Catholic school? Public. So did I. Yeah, and when I went... um, I went to school in the 70s and CCD was not that good in the 1970s. So I learned more about my faith later on uh, once I got into my 20s and I really got more into into my faith but I never lost my faith during those years either. I'm kind of I'm kind of like you but so many so many people uh in those later teen years and early 20s really don't they're not really that much into their faith of the church or so it's refreshing to talk to somebody who kind of kept their faith that whole that whole time. And so you say it was the youth groups that, that, that kind of helped you uh, maintain your faith.
1: Correct, correct. And then um, during those years, there was actually uh, when Father Mahoney and uh, the, uh, Father Mitzel, um, they uh, put together a communication with the Franciscans. hmm And that's one big uh, event that I do remember a lot of when uh, they had a bunch of the Franciscans uh, come in. hmm and it was a, a youth group slash retreat, mm-hmm. uh, and they had it in uh, Hershey, Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm.
0: Wow, that's that's amazing. So because of those of those things that were initiated at your parish, they kind of kept you, and it's interesting how they kept you with your faith going, and because you have a, a strong faith, you were able to go out and, and volunteer like it's in the community. Uh, now you're volunteering at Holy Family, back at Holy Family Radio too, and it's because of the things that those people did all those years ago, uh, that brings you here today. I think it's interesting how all those events, uh, those experiences we have in our younger years, have an effect on how we act today. You know what I mean, every day that we that we what we're experiencing today is all built on you know our past experiences. Correct. I mean, that's that's I mean, that's an exciting thing. I know for me. Uh, I can think back to particular experiences like that too that have helped me throughout my throughout my faith journey. Also, uh, now your church now, um, I know your church. It's, I think of it as a new church, you know I mean? but it's been around now for a while. That that beautiful new church is a, the beautiful new church. I it guess it's been there for like ten years now, right? Right. <laughs> I I call it new because I remember the old church uh, because I remember going there and they had a uh, a Sunday evening mass. It was like the last one, the last chance to go. I remember. When uh, my boys were Boy Scouts and we'd be camping, we would have missed Mass on Sunday morning. So we would get back from camping with the Boy Scouts, and we'd drive up to Harrisburg to get to that Mass on Sunday evening. Right. So that that right. was my 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 introduction to your parish up there because I knew that was the last time, last chance to get to Mass on the weekend. So. And,
1: and when I was growing up, especially you know during CCD and everything else, I remember all the trailers and things like that. And that's another reason why they. Uh, built the mm-hmm. new church because they wanted to get rid of all that, all the yeah. old trailers and things like that. And the old the old church is still there. Um,
0: what is that used for now?
1: Is it's that... mainly used for uh, school, mm-hmm. for the Catholic uh, schooling, and then mm-hmm. CCD.
0: Wow. Yeah, I, I remember. Uh, the process, seeing that church being built, and I remember going, driving past it thinking, "Man, this is—it's getting bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger." You know, now it's such a beautiful church. I mean, it—it it really is a beautiful church. That so, is. So it, it's when we—I still get up there. My wife and I still get up there on occasion, um, particularly if we're out of town and we know we've got that last chance to make mass. So that's—it's still the I think probably one of the few uh, churches around here that has a evening mass that late on a Sunday night. So and it's funny when I when I go there I, I see people from all over the diocese well not the, the whole area here that don't belong to your church that I know belong to other churches but they're there because you have that great mass at that time on Sunday night so I don't know do you have you do you, which do you go to that mass have you been to that mass on Sunday night there
1: we I usually go to the night mass but I do try to get to uh, mm-hmm. the noon mm-hmm. well and like I said it's just a it's a really
0: really great uh, parish up there. Uh, tell us what lessons have you learned in your jobs and uh, in your faith experience? Have you any, are any lessons you can share with us?
1: The biggest thing that I can uh, lesson that I learned oh. is that the Lord works in mysterious ways, and don't take anything for granted, but also don't take anything too serious, yeah. because there's there's a reason for everything.
0: Yeah, God has a sense of humor, doesn't he? <laughs>
1: yes, it, yes, he does, and that is one of the one things that I would uh, want everybody to take away from that is that. The Lord does work in mysterious ways, and don't take anything too serious.
0: Do you have a favorite saint or Catholic figure?
1: Um, I was actually named after uh, two saints. My uh, everybody calls me Frank, but it's uh, Francis Joseph. Mm-hmm. So, Saint Francis, Saint Joseph, and then my brothers are uh, Anthony and uh, Daniel. So, Saint Anthony and Saint Daniel.
0: Wow, good! All all, all basic Catholic good names. Well. So is your middle name Joseph? Is that what yes. It? Okay. Uh, I knew there was something I liked about you. You know, my name being being Joe. You know, I, you know, that's 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 really great. And I knew there was a reason we connected there. So can you tell us something interesting about yourself that people wouldn't know?
1: Well, I actually own my own business. I've been in business since uh, twenty eleven, and uh, I started out as an Amsoil dealer. Uh, Amsoil is the number one in full synthetics, and then I uh, went on to uh, get uh, different types of soaps. Uh, mm-hmm. Grip Clean, which mm-hmm. you might have seen on uh, Shark Tank, mm-hmm. the uh, so-called dirt soap, mm-hmm. and then uh, just recently, and then I ended up getting into first aid kits. But my main uh, focus is on the oil, but uh, for f- first responders, mm-hmm. uh, first responders based business.
0: So it's this is a it's a website thing. But,
1: it's but, e- e-commerce, mm-hmm. but uh, I also go to trade shows and uh, things like that. I see. And, and uh, what's the name of the company? Mountain Eagle Enterprises Inc. Well, why don't you tell us, you can just, tell
0: us all the tell us all the contact info.
1: Or you can just uh, do a search for Mountain Eagle Enterprises, and it'll come up. Uh, websites www.mt and that
0: is two e's for Eagle, and then Enterprises, right? Correct. Okay. And what's your what's your email address?
1: Sales at Mt Eagle. Ent.com. And then my phone number is
0: 717-571-3845. Well, interesting. That really is an interesting thing. Well, I ask people that all the time, and I get all kinds of que- all kinds of answers to that question. But didn't know you did that, so that's fantastic. Um, tell us why you want to volunteer here at Holy Family Radio, why you think Catholic Radio is important.
1: I think that uh, Catholic Radio is extremely important, especially for the individuals and uh, senior citizens that aren't able to attend uh, Mass
0: yeah it's we, we we feel the same way uh, Catholic radio is so important uh, and for us also we've a lot of people who tell us that they listen to us when they're driving uh, people that do get out I mean like to listen to us in the on the in their car on the radio uh, also our mobile app is becoming more and more popular every day, so because you can take Holy family radio with you wherever you go um, I know i when I travel out of the area, I know I can listen all the time on my phone, so I know you were telling me before we went on air that You have it downloaded on your phone, too. So thank you for that. Frank Matola. volunteer here at Holy Family Radio. Thanks for spending some time with us today. Thank you. And thank you for listening to Central Pennsylvania Voices. God bless.